Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Pragmatic Talk. I'm Scott. And I'm Susan. And today we wanted to talk about a few takeaways that we had from Voice Summit. Last week, I guess it was last week, uh, we were amongst 5,000 voice enthusiasts in Newark, New Jersey, and we had an incredible time. Um, for me, it, the highlight was absolutely meeting everyone that we've been talking to on Twitter and LinkedIn and you know Skype calls and whatever. And so we met people from Poland, from England, from France, from really all over the world. And it was just so cool to see how passionate this community is and how we're actually driving the technology forward that's really going to make a difference in people's lives. Yeah, it was incredible that last year when we went, we only knew one person. And this year, we could barely make it from session to session. It also was exciting how last year at the very first Voice Summit, when we were explaining that as strategists what we were doing there, we got a lot of furrowed brows, a little bit of, what do you mean you're not a developer? And we saw that, that the audience changed a bit. There were people from different brands, there were marketers, and there were non-developers, there were more strategists. And in order for voice to succeed, we're going to need more of those types of people. So it was exciting to see that. Yeah, there was way more people, uh, way more conversation around strategy and how we actually go from creating novelty skills or experiences to actually creating something that's really useful, that's gonna go through and drive business. So to me, um, that was really heartening to see. Our session was standing room only and they ended up uh, not letting everyone in that we're trying to get in. Um, so that tells me that the industry and the community is ready um, to start to identify how we can create valuable skills, actions, capsules, experiences, whatever you want to call them, for the people that we're actually creating for. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would like to note there were a couple sessions that were focused on strategy. Yeah. And um, Brent Kinsella's uh, session also was almost standing room only, even though it was in a giant room. So it was really exciting to see that there's a hunger, that there is a demand um, to help folks figure out what are the right use cases. Um, I think Pete has started to talk about that we're moving into a phase of monetization, but it's going to be important to make sure that we're still looking at things that are useful and usable and that are solving problems, not just focused at making money. Yeah. I think another uh, really big aha for me is we saw a session or two where it was focused on the, the creation of content, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was some playwrights, some performing artists, um, there was a session specifically around that and actually getting more creative focused people into the industry and starting to create. So I think one of the big things that we do need is we need more content creators. We need more writers. We need more podcasters. We need more creatives, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at the maturation process of the web and of mobile, specifically around apps, um, you know, very developer driven at the beginning, a lot of technology driven pieces, but then it wasn't <clears throat> once people started creating valuable stories, creating valuable content experiences, then things really took off. So I think we're going to end up seeing the same kind of a thing. So this is a call for anyone that is in any sort of related creative field. Now's the time to get involved because you could really make a big impact and really do a great job telling your stories. Yeah, and I think it's important because when we start talking about um, brands and, and content, we need to make sure that they are consistent. Voice isn't a silo, 
And so we have to think about integrating it, not just with digital channels, but all channels, because that's what's going to be the true story. Um, folks who have already been doing that and trying to make it work from offline to online, and now I like to think of voice I know is online, but it's also just kind of its own animal um, in my mind uh, because of all the considerations. So we were talking about people who have been able to go from offline to online and getting a brand message to work in those mediums. It will, there will be things, and I think they'll have a knowledge base that they can use to start help moving things into the voice world um, because it is a whole new animal. And so it'll be important that um, there's consistency, but that it also works. And I think that's where there's some experience that can come through. And I heard about some of that experience of folks who have been through web and are now seeing and saying, there's some things that I think we can extrapolate, which is also nice to see. Yeah, we had a few people provide us with feedback from our session that said, wow, this is really great. Like I've been doing this on the web or I've been doing mm -hmm. this in mobile for a while. And your session was really helpful in helping me understand that I can also do this in voice. So we had two or three people actually reach out to us and actually give us that feedback, which was great to hear. Um, I think, you know, to build on what you're talking about, the idea of it not being a silo, it's not mm -hmm. a bolt-on either. So no. we need to think of this whole thing in a cohesive manner. And so whether it's a brand or a storytelling experience or whatever we're creating, um, it can't live alone. And yep. so it actually has to work within a larger ecosystem. Um, and that's where marketers come in and they're really good at figuring out ways to leverage different channels to provide valuable messages. Yeah, and marketing is not a four-letter word. Um, marketing has a, a place of where you can understand the important features of your product. You can understand how consumers are using things when marketing is done right. And, and I think that's the emphasis is on the right. And I think we all were coming together under the idea of voice is easy to use, but it is hard to get right. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's good to hear that everyone's putting work towards that. It's important that we think about those things. And so that's why I think content um, and user experience are coming into place of it's not just about features and functionality, it's about making those experiences um, good experiences because we know that we only kind of have a few shots at this before someone says, oh, this isn't for me. Yeah, and because we're talking about an integrated approach or a multi-channel approach, I think there's a big consideration here, uh, which is one of Susan's big tenets, is leveraging the content that's already been created. So it's not that you have to completely create new content, especially if you've got an existing brand and you spent a lot of years and a lot of dollars to actually build that brand. It's really looking at those messages and the content pieces you've already got and figuring out where you can actually translate it for voice or how you can optimize it for voice and really starting there. Yeah, I think another important takeaway is that while there were 5,000 voice advocates together and it was a great week of not having to explain everything, there's still very much a universe outside of our community that needs to know where to start, yep. that needs to know why. And so we need to keep telling that story as well. Um, because it is it is great to be able to talk about the more advanced pieces, but there's still some basic things that are going on. And we need to make sure that we're not overselling what voice is today. We know where it's gonna go. We know the potential of even further, but we also have to be realistic and not oversell where voice is today, where artificial intelligence is today at a math level. I know that there are some incredible examples of advanced AI that are, are working in a prototype fashion, 
but we need to make sure that it's not overselling so that way then the expectations um, don't fall, you know, don't get so high that we can't ever meet them and then it feels like a failed channel. Um, I, I think that might, that it was an important thing and I think I'm hearing more folks talk about it from that perspective of where is it that voice makes sense from uh, a getting started perspective versus the end all be all and let's talk about roadmaps not let's not just talk about doing it all at once yeah i mean heidi culbertson talked about it neil desai talked mm -hmm. about it terry fisher talked about it there's plenty of people that are actually talking about it let's not oversell the technology let's figure out ways we can actually yep. create something now with the technology that exists so that we're actually creating good experiences or good enough experiences, yeah. getting people to trust the technology, getting them to trust the brand and interacting with this. And then as Amazon, Samsung, Apple, whoever else, Google, uh, roll out new features, then we can add on to it. But you know, Mark Webster had a session about the, the failings of conversational mm -hmm. design and this idea that if we talk about this being true conversation, we're gonna actually have failed expectations because we're yep. saying it's one thing, but the reality is it's very, very different. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important too that to notice that best practices is not really getting thrown around yet. We're all comparing notes still, which that is an incredible testament to this community yep. that nobody is, um, the information hoarding isn't happening. Um, we saw a lot of sharing of, no, this is what I've experienced. What have you experienced? Mm -hmm. And I think that was one of, by nature, because we had so many great panels um, with great questions, but I think also, um, it's just because everyone wants to see voice succeed. And so we are working together and locking arms and understanding that, you know, as I always like to say, there's enough pie for everyone. Yeah. And then I think for me, the final takeaway was something that Pete Erickson had mentioned. Uh, and I think this is actually in a tweet and he may have said this at the very, very end. But the idea that in 2020, we're actually starting to enter a content phase with voice and that content phase is actually the lead to monetization. So as I mentioned before, I think we're entering that era um, where you're going to start to see more content creators, more strategists, more designers, mm -hmm. um, playwrights, whoever coming in and actually helping to tell the story. So it's not just a technology angle that we're taking, yep. but we're actually adding the human element and the storytelling element and all those other components that actually create really great experiences. So like I said, at the kind of the middle Now's the time if you have that writing experience, yep. you're, you're doing something in movies or whatever, mm -hmm. this is a great opportunity for you to get in and really make, make a dent in this. Yeah, you know, jump on in, the water's fine. Um, there's plenty of room and there's a welcoming community. Um, one other final thing that I, I noticed is that the prevalence of the talk around sonic branding, which I think is starting to really start grasping what does it mean for a brand to live in the audio world? And it's more than just a, a, a catchy tune or a logo. We learned a lot um, in a, quite a few of the sessions um, of the work that um, different groups like Steve Keller and Colleen Fahey, Larry Minsky, and several others are, are doing to help understand that it's about a system. It's not about just one clever piece of, of sign off that you leave everywhere. Like it's just not a logo. Very much how in visual design you have fonts and colors and um, phrasing and things along those lines. Sonic branding very much has that as well. Uh, there are nuances though because it's often, it's done with music or it's done with particular registers or voice and tone um, and all those things. And there's a lot to it, which is kind of amazing when you unpack it, it just becomes this, um, this uh, layered 
a, a effect, but it is something that when done well is really powerful. Um, and I think that's the thing too, of just kind of looking at those things in a different way. Yeah. The idea of a sonic system versus a, uh, a, a music score, right? So you can have much like a series of icons that ladder up to a master brand. You can have a series of sonic cues or sounds or musical notes, let's say, that all ladder up to that master brand. So that was something that Colleen had mentioned uh, during mm -hmm. her panel. And I thought that was brilliant because, you know, on the design side, for years we've been talking about design systems and creating, you know, a cohesive uh, design language. It's the same thing in the sound. So... Uh, I think that was also a really interesting takeaway. Yeah, definitely. And it, and it heartens me as a content strategist to see if we're starting to think more about how that brand embodies itself, we're going to think also then about that content. And we're going to think about how that extends so that it isn't, uh, it isn't disjointed, but that it remains genuine and consistent so that what is being conveyed in the voice channel matches up with what is being in all the other channels, which is only going to make a brand more effective, it's going to make a message more effective um, versus having to then undo or reinforce something that you've created by itself in a, in a corner. Yeah. Yeah. The, the final thing that I learned, and this is, I had a suspicion of this, but we learned that people really love unicorns <laughs> and they really love unicorn stickers. Um, we had a great time, you know, meeting everyone and giving out as many stickers as possible. So uh, if you weren't able to get any, you know, shoot us a message and we're happy to send some out to you. But um, it was a great time. I had a blast. I really loved incredible. meeting and having really meaningful conversations. And I'm looking forward to continuing those in the weeks and months to come. Absolutely. And um, here's to catching up with folks at Project Voice or Voice Summit 2020. Um, my understanding, it had, the location has not been confirmed yet, but hopefully we'll have even more than 5,000 next year. Absolutely. I think we will. Yeah, I think so too. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And also, check back for future episodes of Pragmatic Talk. 